Please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, in this time we pray that your spirit would fill our hearts and minds that we may hear and receive your word. That it might transform us to be your people. To live with your strength, with your love, with your wisdom, with your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you remember as a kid uh, finding these lovely blowflower dandelion seeds around, right? As adults, we have a different view of them. <laughs> so I'm going to invite you to go back to your childhood in this moment because um, these were just pure joy as a child, weren't they? I mean, you would find fields of these, and it was almost impossible for me not to pick them, right? And, and when you picked them, what did you have to do? You had to pick it, and then you had to pull it close and blow, and they would scatter. And you had to, but you have to get close to them. You can't just walk out into the field and, and stand up. You know, if you were a little shorter back then, you can't just stand here with the, with the flowers down here and blow. It didn't do anything. You have to actually get close to do this. And you say, well, then there's nothing left of the flower after it's done. But, of course, we as adults know there's plenty left of the flower after you do that. Because what happens then is that that multiplies those lovely yellow flowers, right? Weeds, dandelions, whatever you want to call them. Um, so um, it would spread it all throughout the field and the neighbor's yard and everyone else. Won't you be a neighbor? <laughs> but but I, I got to thinking about these, these uh, little dandelion seeds and the need to come close. Because in the story of the Good Samaritan, we're so familiar with this story. And, and its lesson of kindness, of graciousness to all, not just to uh, those that are like us. Uh, but to but to everyone, uh, I've talked often about um, that Jesus specifically names the Samaritan uh, in the story. Right? You have a priest and a Levite, and then you have a Samaritan man came by on the road, and we hear that with that good Samaritan view, and we think, "Oh, here he comes! Here's the hero!" But that's not the way they heard it. They heard, here he comes, here's the one that's going to probably beat him up the rest of the way and leave him completely dead instead of half dead and take whatever belongings he still has left because the Samaritans were the ones no one uh, in Jesus' audience expected to be the ones that would help. And that's exactly Jesus' point in telling this story is that neighbors are not defined by what they look like, where they come from, who their friends are, or what their culture is, or how they have been defined by their past, or what your expectations of them are. Neighbors are found in every 
people. But they're defined by love, by kindness, by compassion. It says he had pity on him. It's the same word for compassion. He was moved. And that's what I want to look at here because all of them were moved. In Jesus telling the story, all of them were moved. The priest passed by on the other side. The Levite passed by on the other side. The Samaritan was moved and he came close. Here's where it's so important for us. Because while we all want to be the Samaritan, (laughs) we often pass by on the other side, don't we? And we do for not terrible reasons. And, and let's not condemn the priest and the Levite here. They, they have a duty to fulfill. They are going to draw near to a different people in a different place at a different time and to fulfill a different responsibility. God has called them to that responsibility. And in fact, if they were to draw near to this man, beaten and bruised and bloodied along the road, it would mean that the the task that they had been called to would have to be completely put off. Now, I don't think that Jesus told this story so that we could say, oh, good job, priest and Levite, for passing by on the other side and keeping to your duties for the day. I don't think that's why Jesus told the story. But I do think that Jesus understands why they do, and why we do. I also don't think that Jesus told this story just so that we would see that we are supposed to be like Samaritans, though we are. I think Jesus told this story to call us to see that neighbors, that love for our neighbor as ourself, starts by coming close. The word neighbor, actually, that's what it it stems from. Those who live near. Those who come near. To be a neighbor is to come near. Have you ever tried to love someone from afar? You can do it. It's it's really hard. It usually works a little better if you've loved that same person up close first. And so then when you're separated, you can can, uh, keep in touch in various ways and communicate that love and make sure that communication continues to happen. But if you just say... um, if you've not met, any, met a person and you hear about a need, it's hard to love them the same way that we love those who are close, isn't it? And so when we hear this call to love everyone, I just finished the, the book uh, I told you about a couple of weeks ago, Bob Goff, Every, uh, Everyone Always. And... Uh, 
That's what it's about, is loving everyone always. But he says something really interesting. He says that the, the key to loving everyone always for him has been doing that in three-minute intervals. <laughs> right? Because I can't love everybody all at once. But I can focus on loving the person I'm with in the next three minutes. <laughs> and hopefully the three minutes beyond that and the three minutes beyond that. And in doing so, the, he also said with that three-minute thing, it's, it's, that's, that tends to be the conversation time that we have with those that are around us that we're interacting with throughout the day. We don't spend lots of time together. We spend about three minutes. How can I show them love in that three minutes? Everybody always isn't about loving everyone at all times. It's about loving this one that I have been brought near now, here, in this place. It doesn't invite me into the field and say, here I am, I can blow all of these flowers at once. No, I can't do it. I have to draw near. I have to pick one. I have to give that love there. And we all do. It's the same thing we hear when we gather at this table. Where Jesus, where we receive this meal of bread and wine body and blood that Jesus gave for the sake of the world. And we know that to be true. The gospel in a nutshell verse, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him might have eternal life. God so loved the world, right? I know that that's true. Actually, in John, it's, it's bigger than that. It's the cosmos. It's, it's the universe. It's everything. God loved it all. That's what he gave his life for. But when we come to this table, what do we hear? Given for you. And that makes all the difference. You see, at the end of the day, I'd love to be the Samaritan, the one who goes to help, to be a neighbor. But very often, I pass by on the other side. But always, there is one. There's one who draws near. And his name is Jesus. And the reality is, most of the time, I'm not the one that passes by on the other side, and I'm not the Samaritan that draws near. Most of the time, I'm broken on the side of the road. And Jesus, through the neighbor that I least expect, comes near and gives care and kindness and compassion. And we rejoice when we get to be the neighbor no one expects. 
but in all cases. That neighbor is Christ. For it is Jesus Himself who draws near to all the world, one person at a time. Praise God that He has come for you. And may His love flow through you three minutes at a time. Amen.